The Bundesliga is back soon. La Liga and Serie A are just around the corner and the Premier League will hopefully not be far behind. Um this is a pressing matters episode for all of you fantasy Premier League fanatics and I have with me some FPL royalty on the show today. Um Mark McGettigan also known as or more popularly known as the FPL general. Uh three top 500 finishes in the fran- in fantasy Premier League. He writes on Fantasy Premier League for The Athletic, has appeared on the official FPL show um, and has his own podcast called The 59th Minute Podcast. Uh, I'm sure if you're an FPL fan or part of the FPL community, you Mark doesn't really need an introduction. Um, the other person is Abu Bakr Siddiq, uh, someone who writes for the Fantasy Football Hub. You might, you will probably know him for his game week review threads on Twitter. And he um, and you might also know him because he was on the podcast uh, previously. Uh, he has a top four finish in the world in, I think it was 14-15. Is that right, Bakr? Thanks so much, Mark and Abu Bakr, for joining. Um, it's a pleasure to have you both. Um, so what we're going to do today, and you might be wondering, why have you got on these FPL experts on at a time when you know the game isn't even going on? Well, we're going to be creating and then discussing our all-time FPL squad 2002-2003 to the most recent campaign, which is 2019-2020. Um, and at the risk of sounding like Jamie Carragher uh, and one of his Kara uh, challenges, I'm going to set up the rules uh, before we get cracking. Um, so the rules are that you can only select players from a specific season. So for example, if you want to choose someone like Frank Lampard, you have to specify which season uh, you're going for. So Frank Lampard from 08 or 09, for example, you can't pick someone for like in terms of longevity or have their whole career, uh, you know, as a criteria. Uh, you can only have a maximum of two players per club. Um, obviously players uh, who played for that club in that specific season. So for example, I know Brad Friedel played for Liverpool at some time, but if you're picking Friedel uh, and he played for some other club during that season, that's fine. Um, you can't repeat the same player. Um, and this season is obviously included, like I mentioned previously. Some other rules are we have set a 3-4-3 formation uh, plus subs. Um, so we're going to lay out a criteria in terms of price tiers. Uh, and the reason we did that is be, uh, is because obviously we we don't have um, uniform data about prices from like since FPL started, but we still have an idea of where players ranked in terms of, you know, their tiers and their prices. So in order to have some sort of budget constraints, we devised price tiers. Um, so for defenders, 6 million and above is high tier. Um, between 5 to 6 million is mid tier and below 5 million is low tier. For midfielders and forwards, we have... 9.5 million and above high tier, 7 to 9.5 million mid tier, below 7 million is low tier. And then we decided that the keeper must be below 5 million. Um, so with that in mind, um, the defenders, um, so in a 3-4-3 formation, one defender can be high tier and then you have two mid tier defenders to choose from. And for midfielders and forwards, you have a combined uh, maximum three high tier players and at least one midfielder and one forward each should be low tier. Um, so um, let's get starting. Mark, do you want to start us off with your team? Yeah, w- when when you guys asked me to do this first, I thought this is going to be so easy. You know, Drogba, <laughs> Lampard, easy. And then I, I picked the team and then and then I got a message to, about all of these rules <laughs> and restrictions. And I had to scrap my team and start from scratch again. But it's, it's good. It made it more challenging. 
So I'm going to start with with my goalkeeper. Um, it's probably the weakest part of my FPL career has been the goalkeeper position. It's in the early days, I never had any luck. Like premium goalkeepers, cheap goalkeepers, rotating goalkeepers, nothing ever worked until the last couple of seasons. It's been much better because I've just decided to go for for Burnley goalkeepers. It doesn't matter who you <laughs> go. So I'm go- I'm going to just start with a player from this season. I've had him for most of the season, Nick Pope. Uh, he's the top scoring goalkeeper so far with 128 points, uh, and he's been he's been a solid pick for me all season. I also had him a couple of years ago when he did very well as well. So a, a nice and easy, boring pick to start with, Nick Pope. That's nice. Uh, let's just go through your subkeepers. Arch, do you want to... Is it better that we go through our starting lineups first by position and then we go to the subs in the end? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's probably better. All right. So, Bakar, <laughs> what's your keeper? Or what do you have? Any thoughts over the seemingly boring Nick Pope? Um, world keepers are always uh, great picks in FPL. I'm, I absolutely agree with Mark. Uh, but for my uh, first choice goalkeeper, I've gone with David James from Portsmouth. Um, honestly, I could have picked him for any season, 06, 07, or 07, 08, in which he's accumulated like 167, 173 points, which is an amazing feat for any goalkeeper. So, And I like having cheap goalkeepers and make saves. So he fits the bill perfectly, being in goal for Portsmouth. So I've picked David James as my first choice. What about you? Um, so coincidentally, I've also gone for James, 0708. Uh he's I think he Portsmouth uh keeper maximum. I, I think he would be below five million, so I think we're good there. Uh and he yeah. like you said, he had one seventy three points. So now to the defense. Yeah, so do you want me to just go for my first pick or or go for, for the three of them together? Three of them, I think, would be fine. And then we can all like, have a so chat about it. My f- my high-priced defender. This was really hard. It's, it's very hard when you can only have one high-tier player. So I was 50-50 between two Chelsea defenders from one era under Jose Mourinho and a more recent era. So it was either going to be Ivanovic or Marcus Alonso. So in the end, I decided... Marcus Alonso, I think probably because it's more recent and I have fresher, good memories. <laughs> Just the most amazing defender uh, a fantasy manager can ever think of. Attacking fullback. I remember, I think it was against Spurs one time, he scored a brace. Just so many so many good memories yeah. of Marcus Alonso finding the back of the net. So alongside him, I, I think I went for, for Alonso from 2016-17. He scored 177 points that year. That was his first big season. Six goals, five assists. And 15 clean sheets, so huge, huge points there. Alongside him, I went for the two uh, middle-tier players. Again, this was quite tricky. Uh, I went for my fellow county man, Seamus Coleman. He's from the same part of Ireland as me. So, (laughs) you know, I used to play, I've played a few times, a couple of games of of golf with him, pitch and putt. So I think uh, I have to include him for that reason. So I went for 2013-14. He scored 180 points. He was 5 million to start the season. And he, he ended the season at 6.8 million, so a crazy price rise there. Six goals, two assists, and 15 clean sheets in that season. And and also, this was probably the, the last position I picked on my team was the third defender. Um, and I decided in the end for Patrick Van Anholt, uh, FPL legend. I went for 2015-16. He was 5 million. He didn't score a huge number of points that season, really. Not many clean sheets, I guess. 127 but he scored six goals and got four assists so 
10 attacking returns for a defender. Amazing back then until people like Robertson and, and Trent arrived. So that's my three, Alonso, Coleman and PVA. I, I'm surprised you didn't uh, have a Liverpool defender in there. Um, someone like Trent. That's because I'm, I'm a Manchester United fan. <laughs> well, then I'll have to take Ronaldo out of my team. You know what? I just realized I, I actually don't think I have any Liverpool players. And I didn't do that on purpose. Sure, sure. No one will believe you, though. <laughs> um, uh, Bakar, what about you? What do you, what do you think? Um, Alonso, yeah. a great pick, obviously. Uh, um, all three of my defenders come from Merseyside clubs. <laughs> uh, starting from the high price defender. And this was an incredibly tough decision uh, between Alonso and Trent, but I've, I've gone with Trent uh, for the current season in which he has accumulated 166 points with a points per game uh, score of uh, 5.72. So he was a non-negotiable for me. I've been raging, uh, raving about him in my stats, um, the articles this season. His uh, chance creation is incredible. Um, I just don't think we'll ever see anything like this in, in the years to come. Um, so he was an automatic pick for me. Yeah, he's a he midfielder was, playing a right back, fact, though. Was, yeah, I mean the thing is, I was I was so high on him that that uh, it it basically meant that I would have uh, had to pick one between Salah and Suarez. That's what I. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I still so, but I still sort of uh, stuck with my pick, uh, and it also meant that I had to overlook Alonso, who's had three dream team appearances. And he was really? a scoring Three. machine as well. You, when you look back, yeah. you really you you don't really think of him in FPL terms. You think of him as this frustrating defender who couldn't who cost Chelsea a lot of like points going the other way. But like yeah, obviously exactly. in attacking terms, he was amazing, exactly. especially under Conte. But, but I exactly. But I but I've stuck with Trent um, as my high uh, tier pick. For my mid price defenders, I've gone with um, Seamus Coleman and Lescott from Everton. Uh, Seamus Coleman, well, infamously is known as uh, Goldman ever since that season happened in 13-14. He was scoring a lot of goals. Um, he was a bit of a legend back then. Uh, hasn't really lived up to um, his sort of billing ever since. But uh, Lescott actually was was far more popular and far more consistent uh, than, than uh, Coleman. Lescott, I picked him for 07-08. He accumulated 196 points that year. And uh, he was also uh, in the dream team in 06 uh, and 08. So he was basically there for three consecutive seasons. So he was really consistent. So I've, uh, I've picked um, Julian Lescott as my third defender. Yeah, I think I think that's a great pick. I, I could be wrong on this one, but I think Lescott might be the highest scoring defender of all time. I think I of think all time in like football or the Premier League. In, in, in FPL, I think he has oh. the most points for any defender. Someone, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, Wait, but I think I read that check. somewhere. So he over was, the course of he, his career? Sorry? Over the course of are his you, career? Are you talking about over the course of his career? Over the course of his career, I think he may have the oh. most points of any defender. Be- Beans. Beans has the most points. Ah, yeah, which, which, brings me to the po- which brings me to the question, why, why don't you guys have Baines in your team? He was, he was a mid, mid-tier think, at one point. Yeah, I think... For me, it came Coleman versus Beans, and I and I had to go with my my fellow Irishman. <laughs> but yeah, Beans Beans was very close to my team. I mean, rock solid penalties. He you could rely on him every week. But yeah, he was, he was very close. Same here. Yeah, as the I saying mean, went, uh, never bench, never captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have less caught in Coleman, so uh, I really had to pick Beans in place of either of these. So I didn't really want to leave either of these out. So I'll have to give Beans a miss for now. 
Yeah, so for me, I, I went for two of the picks that uh, Bucker went with. So Trent, 19-20, uh, points in 29 games, I think, or 30 games, I'm not sure. Um, and then Lescott, 0708, which is staggering, 196 for a center back. I wonder how many, like, was it mostly down to clean sheets or was, did he have a lot of attacking returns as well? Um, so that he, because back then you didn't really have those high scoring defenders. So even, even players yeah, like crazy, Terry crazy or, uh, you know, uh, Redditch didn't get like around the 190s mark because a lot of their points were based on clean sheets and not, you know, attacking returns. Um, yeah. and my second mid tier defender is Taylor from Portsmouth, 06, 07. Uh, many of you will remember him for his, uh, great left foot. Used to put those crosses in, and even took, even scored that that worldy from like I think it was near the halfway line, uh, where he just yeah, put yeah. put it in the in yeah. the goal from like way used out. Used to take used to take some some penalties as well. Yeah, he was he was all he was the the, the old school Robertson, um, yeah. and then um, so let's move to let's move to midfield. By the way, do you guys did you guys have have, have any other um, players like Baines in which you were considering, but then they had to miss out either because you had players from other from the same club in there or yes i was actually considering Aldo Wilder and Bellerin uh, both from 15 16 Aldo Wilder got 166 Bellerin got 172 and i remember them scoring a crazy amount of points that year particularly uh, i had Aldo Wilder so he was scoring a lot of goals and he was even putting those balls over the top for ali and they were scoring the similar kind of goal um, that that year but um, but he didn't make the cut, unfortunately. But uh, but I was actually considering him. Uh, yeah, for me it was it was just uh, just Baines and Ivanovic. They were the closest guys to making it. Like like Bakker, I have good memories of of uh, Alderweireld that treble up like Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Toby Alderweireld. He he used to be amazing at scoring goals, and then all of a sudden he just decided to stop scoring them. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Mourinho will probably hope that he can get back to them in some in some way. Um, so before I move on, I just want to like um, credit Top Marks and Jairzinho uh, from the Fantasy Football Scout community who provided us with the uh, data so we can, you know, carry out this activity. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Um, so uh, let's move to our midfield. Uh, Mark, you want to go first? Yeah, so... Four midfielders. So I went for two premium midfielders and then I went just for one premium forward. So the, the premium midfielders, first of all, I think the easiest one for me as a Manchester United fan, Cristiano Ronaldo from 2007-2008. He scored 283 points, 31 goals, 7 assists. Crazy, crazy season. Um, I still I still miss that guy so much when I, when I, when I go to Old Trafford. You know, I just wish he was still there. Um, another guy, he didn't play so well when he went to Old Trafford, but when he was an Arsenal player, he was he was amazing. Alexis Sanchez, I've gone for 2016-17. He was 11 million that season, uh, 264 points, 24 goals, 11 assists, and 32 points. Heard he's pretty handy with the piano. I, I think that was that was the that's what went wrong. That piano <laughs> was the, the start of the downfall. Yeah, so, yeah, Sanchez at Arsenal was some of my best memories. I think my highest ever score in FPL in a game week, I think, was 184 points. It was a bench boost. Bench boost. And I think Sanchez was captain, I think, for 75 points, possibly. So back back then, he was he was amazing for captaincy most weeks. So then I had to go for some cheaper midfielders. Um, I think one of the easiest ones who, who most people 
when you, when you say when you say who are the FPL legends of all time, this guy Michu from Swansea yeah. very often comes up. 2012-13, 190 points, midfielder, basically out of position, scoring loads of goals, one season wonder. And then just really. disappeared. God knows where. He went yeah, to Napoli just, on loan and just, then just disappeared. Just disappeared and, and just left his mark on, on FPL <laughs> history. And the final the final midfield spot for me, one of my best ever FPL decisions was 2015-16 when Leicester won the title. I went in game week one with Riyad Mahrez, 5.5 million. Um, and I, rem- I remember it very, very well. It was the Friday, the Friday night before the season started. Myself and my my auntie, uh, she's a big a big FPL player. The two of us were trying to finalise our team. We needed one last midfielder for for around five million, five point five. And I decided Mares, and she she followed me. So both of us had had a very good season <laughs> from Mares. Two hundred and forty points, seventeen goals, eleven assists, thirty eight bonus. He was five point five, and he finished I think at seven point two. Yeah that season so I mean that was amazing I was very lucky that season as well I got to I got to go and see Leicester for I, I think it was against Sunderland and um, so I, I remember staying in Newcastle we traveled to, to Sunderland and we went to see the the title winning team so I still have the match ticket I can show to my grandkids <laughs> when I'm 75 years old and I'm still playing FPL I can say I went to see Mares and Vardy and, and Ranieri and, and Canty and all of these guys so yeah, Mares is one of my all-time favorite picks. I think I think you'll you'll boast more about the fact that you had him from game week one rather than the fact that you you went exactly. to see him. Uh, so yeah, that's that, more, I that's think more impressive. Yeah, than, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I do, do, can you can you guys think of any other player um, who started off so low but like outscored almost everyone? I think he outscored everyone apart from. Was there anyone above him? Yeah, I, 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 I would find it hard to imagine. I mean, not many. I mean, two hundred and forty is crazy for five point five million. I yeah. can't think of any off the top of my head. I think uh, yeah, he was he was the top scorer that season. The only the second ranked was a joint Harry Kane and Jamie Wardy, two hundred and eleven. So a five point five million player uh, topped the season by a distance. Was crazy. Yeah, um, Bucker, what do you think? Yeah, so um, for I, I've actually picked uh, two high-priced uh, midfielders. Uh, one of them is Mo Salah. I just think he's an automatic selection for anyone who scores over 300 points in in one uh, season has to be an automatic selection no matter what. So so he comes in straight away, 17-18, uh, for his incredible performance, performances. The other one was very, very hard pick because as someone who's, who's uh, frankly speaking obsessed with Frank Lampard um, and uh, a Manchester United fan, I was torn between Ronaldo and Lampard. Uh, uh, Lampard has had the most successive green team appearances of all players. So it was really, really hard to leave him out. But since we're speaking about one season and not longevity, I've actually picked uh, Ronaldo uh, with uh, 283 points, um, 0708. So I agree with Mark over there. Um, Ronaldo and Salah are my high price mids. Uh, for my medium pick, I've picked uh, Yaya Toure from 13-14 uh, in that incredible season where Liverpool, um, I'm sorry to remind you, it's me, but bottled it at the end. And Yaya Toure uh, scored 241. He was frankly the reason why... Uh, it's alright, we're going to win it this year. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so, just, just and, sorry sorry to cut you off, but... Uh, yeah. So... Uh, 
one of the things that I think is important to highlight is that so many of these spirits, when you look back, you have these this these preconceived uh, you know um, anchor points in your head. So Yaya Toure would never or Mares would never be a low tier if I thought back of him. If I hadn't played FPL yeah. at that point, uh, you never think of Mares as a yeah. low tier player. You never think of Yaya Toure or someone like you know um, Sterling or even Kevin De Bruyne as a middle tier player. But that's where they started off. Kevin De Bruyne, exactly. as early as exactly. the start of this season, was a mid-tier player. I think he was nine, nine point, something like that. I think it was nine point five. Yeah, so just on the border. Anyway, go on. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for my fourth midfielder, I mean, this one picks itself. Riyad Mahrez for that incredible season with Leicester, two forty points, started off at five point five, scored so many goals, was a reliable captaincy choice. So he's uh, he's the one I picked from Leicester. So yeah, Toure, Mares, Salah, and Ronaldo are my four. Um, so once again, I have uh, some picks that are similar to Bakr. So I have Salah as well, 303, like you said. I, I I actually thought that all three of us would have that in there. But Mark, the Man United I think, fan, yeah, I think in, clearly in, in disagrees. Hindsight, in hindsight, he probably should be in my team. You've got and your red if, devil if glasses on. Exactly. I think if you're asking me this question in three or four years' time, I think he will be in there. Maybe it's because it's so recent that I... Yeah, I that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I have uh, Salah, um, 17, 18, 303 points. Started only at 10.6. I say only because, you know, it's 303 points. Um, then you have Cristiano Ronaldo, um, 07, 08. Um, I think he scored 31 uh, goals and had seven assists that season. 283 points. So like uh, Bakker, I was torn between him and Lampard from 09, 10. Uh, 09, 10. That was 284 points. Um, so the reason why I separate, how I separated the two was, um, so Lampard had 284 points in 3,220 minutes. Um, so per 90, he had 7.94 points. Um, Ronaldo, on the other hand, had 283 points from 2747 minutes so he had a much higher 9.27 points per 90 so that was one of the reasons why um you know i uh that was a tiebreaker for me and one of the other tiebreakers which obviously isn't uh something that we uh, compute for an fpl but some, i just remember ronaldo tearing up the whole joint uh back in 0708 scoring from all sorts of places and, and doing all sorts of crazy things um and then my mid pick is Raheem Sterling 1718 um he was he started off at 8 million um had 229 points at the end um i was torn between him and delhi ali from 1617 where delhi ali got 225 points uh but the reason why i went for sterling was once again that sterling had a higher points per game of 6.9 ali had a points per game of 6.1 um, and then for, I think that's the only pick that all um, three of us went for. Or I think Lundstrom was one as well, uh, which is uh, Mares Leicester, 15-16. Uh, what more can you say? We've, we've already said so much about him. Um, so moving on to our forwards now. Um, wait a second. Yeah. I, I just want to point out another player I had a really time, hard time leaving out was uh, Clint Dempsey uh, from Fulham. Which year? Which season? 11-12, he got 209 points. Uh, he was incredible that year, scoring so many goals. He was really, really good for me back. back just, just, uh, just, a, just, a, just a point on Clint Dempsey, uh, which make which is pretty absurd now that you look back on it. Uh, when Jordan Henderson came to Liverpool, I think it was uh, yeah 11-12 uh, or 10-11. I'm not sure. Uh, 
uh, he was told to put in a transfer request and go because Liverpool wanted Clem Dempsey from Fulham and he chose to stay and fight for his place. Oh. And now, you know, he's a Champions League and hopefully Premier League winning captain. See. Yeah, you go on. Um, should I move on to the forwards? Yeah, now? yeah, sure. Let's start with you, Mark. Yeah, sure. Just one last name of midfielders before I move to the forwards was I don't have the exact season here, but again, one of the all-time FPL legends. He's he's not doing much anymore, but Gilfie Sigurdsson was oh, so yeah, good. Yeah. Quite quite similar to to Clint Dempsey in a way, similar price. Yeah similar returns again just just so consistent over the seasons but again Incredible. like like you guys it was very hard to leave Lampard out but again it's Lampard in my mind is more like a longevity like the yeah. best possibly the best FPL asset of all time over like 10 seasons but for individual seasons that's why I went for for Sanchez and Ronaldo so on to the forwards and um, because I picked two premium midfielders I yeah. can only choose one premium forward. Very difficult because you have like Drogba, Harry Kane, Suarez, Rooney, you know, amazing, amazing players. Very hard to pick one, but very hard for me as a Manchester United fan to, to pick this one. But it has to be Sergio Aguero for me. And I've gone for 2014-15. Uh, he was 12 million that season. 26 goals, 10 assists and, and 27 bonus points. Season after season, when, when I joined uh, FPL Twitter for the first time, I the most common hashtag I would see on a Friday night or a Saturday morning was always Captain Aguero. <laughs> and it, it, it was usually a good thing. If you captained Aguero, you're usually going to have a, have a good game week. I mean, it's amazing that he's, he's still doing it. He's been doing it for so long and he's still such an amazing player. So for me, I think it was an easy pick, Aguero. Um, and then I had to go for some cheaper forwards. So I think a popular one for a lot of managers who have been playing for a long time as well, uh, Charlie Austin, uh, 2014-15. He scored an amazing 176 points despite QPR finishing bottom of the table. I think QPR only um, achieved something like 30 points that year. They only scored around 40 goals, but Charlie Austin scored 18 Absolutely unbelievable season. Everything he touched went in the back of the net. 18 goals and, and seven assists as well. Really good numbers for assists for a forward. So Charlie Austin is in my team. And the last one, slightly different. I don't think any of you guys will have this one. Um, one of my personal favorites. I picked him from game week one in 2008-2009. That was Amar Zaki from Wigan. He started the season on fire. I remember he scored something like seven, eight, nine goals in the first Maybe nine or ten including games, a scissor kick against Liverpool at Anfield. I'm pretty sure there was a hat trick, possibly game week one, maybe game week two, and very few people owned him. So that got me off to a very good start. I think he scored like 15 or 17 points in, in that game week. And um, I looking back on it was interesting. He actually only scored 10 goals in total. Yeah, he dropped off. Season. Yeah, so he must have scored all of them at the very <laughs> It's start. like Timu Puki um, this season. Started off with a bang yeah, and then exactly. Puki party and then just faded away. Exactly. And Zaki, I remember I just doing a little bit of preseason research. I remember he just signed for Wigan. I was looking at some of his stats from previous clubs and his, his goal scoring record was unbelievable, even though it, it wasn't huge clubs. But I just said, you know, I like to take one or two punts sometimes in game week one. And that was one of the rare occasions where it actually worked out for me. So Not a rare uh, occasion, though. You're being too harsh, harsh on yourself. You heard Mares yeah. as well. Amr Zaki, Charlie Austin and Sergio Aguero. That's my front three. 
that's that's solid also uh, like you were saying QPR only got 30 points in the whole season despite Charlie Austin uh, you know uh, scoring so many they conceded 73 goals which is just i don't i don't know what that is that's like over two goals is that that's yeah that's over two goals a game roughly yeah which is crazy yeah but go on yeah so like mark i picked uh, two premium midfielders as well so um by the rules of the game i can only pick pick one uh, premium forward which was incredibly hard to pick given the likes of bruni andre suarez aguero you name it i mean there's so many people you can pick from lukaku even uh, i've uh, gone with van persie though uh, because uh, he was the player who made me fall in love with the game this that i like i started playing like in 7 8 but i was casual back then so I, the season i started playing seriously van persie was the go to pick his uh, man united season right uh, the the one before ah. the one for when he was at arsenal yeah so um yeah so he accumulated 269 points in 11 12 262 in 12 13 honestly i can pick him for either but being a manchester united fan as well that's an added incentive to, to pick van persie in my team um the next one is is was probably the toughest pick of the entire game for me um the mid part price forward was incredibly hard to pick but the, the ones i listed down are rocky santa cruz from blackburn or 708 he got 182 points andy johnson from palace um who was similar to charlie austin in the way that he, that the team got relegated but he was scoring goals for fun he accumulated 183 points in a 405 Uh, but the one i have uh, picked is james beady from uh, southampton 0203 and he scored an incredible amount of uh, points that year 192 uh, which hasn't been bettered uh, in terms of data i i i will admit i didn't watch football back then but but the, the numbers in front of me are just staggering so and there's no one even close to him in, in that um, mid price range so i'll i'll pick james beady 0203 for his 192 points and um for my last pick i will uh, i had to choose between harry kane austin which was very hard to pick because that was a season where i did really well and both of these players scored so many points for me but i think um keeping in mind the fact that we are picking uh, teams on a budget and kane started off as a 4.5 million player i'm going to pick harry kane for 14 15 uh 191 points 21 goals 7 assists i don't think we'll ever see there <laughs> ever again Uh, starting at 4.5 million as a forward and accumulating 21 goals and seven assists so harry kane is as my option right here yeah that's that's some great stuff i think the kane 14 15 is is a straight pick for a lot of people uh, who remember um yeah. where like he started off at 4.5 and i think bucker interesting love i think that's the season where you finished 4th and you had kane yeah 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 kane and austin both scored an incredible amount of points for me so it was like uh whoever i didn't pick but how did you how, 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 how like I, i don't remember that season like the nitty gritties of it so i don't remember <coughs> if kane was a starter if he was why was he priced at 4.5 i think soldado was a starter yeah soldado was a starter and adebayor was playing i think uh, with him uh, at a point but there was uh, this game against aston villa where i think soldado was either injured or suspended kane started that game and he scored a late winner um from a free kick against villa that that is when i bought him. i think that was pochettino's uh, first season early. right this is a I'm yeah 14 15 was his first part. season 13 14 was um, him at southampton yeah the, re- the rest is history he just kept on scoring yeah that's true he's, he's not stopped uh, yeah. so uh, 
again, I can also only pick um, a higher tier, one higher tier forward. Uh, I've like you, you, you two have said there are so many to pick from. Um, the reason why I cannot pick uh, probably the best individual um, season I've seen from a striker since I started watching football um, was is Luis Suarez 13-14. Not just in terms of the goals he scored and what he did. Um, I mean, it's staggering because he missed uh, the first eight games, I think, because of, of a ban and then came and then just went crazy uh, with 295 points. But just his overall play it was some of the best um, for individual skill I've seen as a Liverpool fan or anywhere in the Premier League. Um, so I had to miss out on him because I had Mo Salah just in terms of points. Um, 303 is like, uh, you can't you can't argue with that. Um, and uh, so instead of him, I've gone for, for one of my other favorite Premier League strikers, Thierry Henry. Um, like um, Robin Van Persie, he had two or three insane FPL seasons in which he scored over 250 points. Uh, I've gone for over 203 where he had 271. Um, and one of the interesting things about Andre was that he just didn't score goals. He, he had a lot of assists as well. So he has the Premier League record for most assists in a season. That's 20. Uh, and generally as well, over the course of s- several seasons, he had a lot of assists as well as goals. Um, so I've gone for him. Um, and then, <laughs> so my mid-tier um, is... Uh, BT from Southampton, 0203, like Bucker. Um, that was 192 points. And then, like I said, Kane had to go in there, 4.5 million. That was a straight pick. The other player that I thought I could go in for by mid pick was um, Romelu Lukaku. I think uh, Bucker couldn't have him in there because he already had two Everton players. But since I only went for Lescott, uh, I could go for him. Um, and, but, but again, like, like you said, BT was just insane, had more points, more points per game. So I went for him in the end. Hello. Yeah. Sorry. I did. There must've been something. Yeah. yeah so, uh, what, what was the last point that you heard? The last point was, uh, when you were going on about BT. Right. So, uh, did I mention Lukaku or uh, did I not? No, no, no. I, right. I couldn't hear. Oh, so basically I went for James Beattie as well. And then Harry Kane, similar to uh, Bucker. So Harry Kane had to go in there. So with Beattie, I could have easily gone for Romelu Lukaku as well. Um, I think it was, uh, yes, it was 15-16. He had 185 points. Uh, the reason <laughs> quite simply why I didn't go for him was uh, because uh, um, he's an Everton player. Or he was an Everton player. So I just... Picked a Southampton one and said, "Hey, you can still you can still be a bitter bitter rival fan in whatever game you're playing." So, like Mark didn't choose uh, Salah, I didn't choose Lukaku. He played for we we are the managers. We we can do that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll never actually become managers in real life, or else our club will go to shit. <laughs> Best players will be on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, well, I, while I was uh, drafting my squad, uh, two players I was certain would be very popular were actually Luis Suarez and Jimmy Wardy from that Leicester title winning season. But it's really surprising to see that none of you have, have picked either. So I, I think it's it's the I, reason I'm why I didn't pick the reason why I didn't pick Wardy. So when I was drafting the team, uh, if you remember, first we didn't decide uh, whether there was a cap on teams. Um, so I had yeah. Hoots, I had Mares, and I had Wardy. 
But then I yeah. thought that these were would be pretty popular picks across the board because Leicester 15-16 is a season that everyone would like choose from. Uh, precisely exactly. because uh, they were underdogs, even the players themselves yeah. in FPL. Uh, so then... I think the reason... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go on. Yeah, the reason the reason I didn't go for Vardy was I made I made one good decision in 15-16 to have Mares from game week one, but I made a bad decision. I was very stubborn with Jamie Vardy that season. I kept saying, this won't continue. He's going to stop scoring soon. And I didn't buy him until like game week 33 or 34, so... I don't have a lot of love for that guy. So that's why... Uh, so Mark, why just on a general him. note, uh, as an FPL expert, uh, what, 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 do you, what do you think should be the... I don't know if there there's even a science involved or what should be the decision-making when a player is doing well, uh, but you think um, that he'll drop off or you think he's someone you should get in on early. Um, obviously, there's expected goals and stuff, but what else do you think is important? Yeah, it's it's. I think that's one of the hardest one of the hardest parts of FPL is making that decision because I will see it one way, but you will see it the opposite way, and you really just. I think the main thing is always for me. It's I'm not so much. I, I'm not someone who looks at a lot of stats. I do look at stats, but not hugely. I'm someone who watches a lot of games, so I'll watch like five or six games per week. So for me, it's always just eye test and coming up with my own my own feeling from my own eyes. And um, do I think? You know, can this be sustained, or do I think, you know, is he getting slightly lucky with, with his goal? So, um, but for me, I've, one of the biggest lessons I think any manager has to learn in FPL is you can't be stubborn, and that, that was a good lesson for me with Jamie Vardy. Um, you know, you can't be stubborn with these players. Like it was Danny Ings this season. You can't be stubborn if you think he's yeah. going to get injured. You can't just exactly. think like that. If you, you know you're going to mess out on so many points, sometimes you just have to go against your beliefs and, and just bite the bullet and, and go with your tail between your legs and just buy the player. Yeah, because, upward chasing. You know, you're yeah. going to mess out on so many points, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, so Don't like stubborn, like, guess, like you said, Ings uh, was a pretty important decision, not only when people had to buy him when he was scoring a lot of goals, but now when you, like, before the season got suspended, obviously, when he dropped off and a lot of people were wondering whether they should, you know, uh, bin him or not. And a lot of people who decided to bin him, I think, did the right thing. Because he yeah, had yeah, dropped yeah. off quite a bit. Uh, so interestingly enough, like you said, I also prescribe more towards the eye test method. So I watch a lot of football as well. So that's one of the things why I do. Uh, and then I use stats to obviously probe into, like, for example, if Harvey Barnes is someone who's looking promising because he's arriving into the box uh, for, for balls, uh, Ricardo Pereira balls to come in. Um, then you look at stats and see he has a lot of shots inside the box and all of that. But interesting enough, I think Bucker was the one who told me. Uh, Simon March, who won the FPL in fourteen fifteen, said he didn't yeah. watch a single game. Is that right? Yeah, even if he yeah. watched a game, I think it was only like maybe two or three, possibly. But yeah, that's that's yeah. true. So it just shows you there's so there's so many different ways to play the game, and you don't you don't you don't necessarily have to watch games to do well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. So, any other thoughts uh, or, you know, any problems that you had drafting your team? Any issues? No issues. We should, um, we should talk about the, the bench players, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ismi, have you picked your third forward? Yeah, so my third forward is same as yours, Harry Kane. Um, let's start from right. subs. Uh, Mark, um, let's just go through each. Like, we have three, obviously three subs. We can go through. You can tell all of them. And then, you know, yeah, we perfect. can go that way. So the the sub first of all the sub goalkeeper I just stuck with uh, with Burnley because <laughs> they're the only team they're the only team I've had any luck with with goalkeepers so I went for Tom Heaton 
Um, I think 2014-15 he scored 150. Uh, also 4.5 million that season, the same as, as Nick Pope is now. So I think for the rest of my career, I will just pick a Burnley goalkeeper in, in FCL. <laughs> uh, in, uh, the two defenders on my bench, um, I think an easy pick for most people will be John Lundstrom. 4 million from this season. The Lord. Uh, 128 points so far. I owned him from game week one. So that was another reason for me to put him in. So that was a good decision. I see a trend here. You're, you're picking uh, all the good players from the start. It seems to be uh, the, the, the preseason research is working. <laughs> and that's that's why I had a terrible season last season because because I got married last summer or two, two summers ago. So <laughs> you don't, want, to you don't season, want the missus to hear no that. There was no time for the preseason research. That's so I, bl- I blame my wife for my 500k rank that season. So <laughs> I just pretend that that season didn't happen. The, the second defender on my bench, uh, another Irish right back to go alongside Coleman, Matt Doherty. Uh, 2000 from last season 2018-19 4.5 million four goals seven assists um, and I have good memories this season as well because I brought him in a couple of weeks before the lockdown uh, and he was amazing he helped me rise like 100,000 places alongside Harvey Barnes on my second yeah one pass. of the so most Matt attacking Doherty, fullbacks uh, and he's only priced at 6 million or he was before I mean, you know it's you know so often you watch Williams and, and he's, he's in the six yard box from open yeah. play it's it's crazy and uh, so Tom Heaton Matt Doherty, John Lundstrom, and the final place on my bench goes to a player from way back, 2005-2006. Some of my earliest memories are from this season, 2005-2006. Backer mentioned earlier, uh, Rocky Santa Cruz. He's actually the player, he's my, like my first memory of fantasy is picking Rocky Santa Cruz in my FPL (laughs) team, but he didn't make it into my forward line, so I put one of his teammates, Morton Gamps-Pedersen, that season, he made the dream team with a 168 points. Amazing left foot, free kicks, corners. Lots of times he would take a corner and he would just go straight for goal, even yeah. from from the corner. So he was, he, he is a legend. I, I played I played the Norwegian fantasy game last season. It was, was a Norwegian team fantasy team. team. Fantasy game. I was yeah. picking my team for game week one, and I found this guy Gamps Pedersen, and it's the same guy playing. I think he was 37 oh. years old playing for a team in in Norway. So. It was nice to be able to pick him again, <laughs> but he was like a four point five million like defensive midfielder now because he's so old, so uh-huh. didn't get didn't get so many points. Yeah, that's before before Bucker, you 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 tell your stubs. Uh, uh, I just want to say something about the Burnley keeper. So this season, I had wretched luck because I didn't prescribe to Mark's method of sticking with Burnley keepers. So if you guys remember. Um, Ryan and uh, Pope are two alternates that a lot of people chose between this season. And as you also know, this season has been pretty crazy. And if you're picking based on fixtures or something like that, nothing seems to hold. Every like There is no trend. Um, so one of the greatest examples of that is, um, so I saw that Ryan had a lot of good fixtures, Biden had a lot of good fixtures. This is um, late January, early, uh, early January or early February, something around that time. And then conversely, Burnley had a lot of bad fixtures. So they had Man City, um, they had Chelsea, they had a lot of like, you know, red fixtures in there. And then the sensible thing I thought would be to, because there was the same price point as well, to take out Pope and then bring in Ryan. Um, because Ryan could get a lot of possible clean sheets. Uh, even if not that, he made a lot of saves uh, in between games as well. Um, but... Uh, as the FL gods would have it, uh, Pope would went on to have accumulate over 30 points in the next four game weeks with back-to-back clean sheets. 
while Ryan got blanks in every single game barring one in which he got I think four points so that was a big reason why my rank fell from I think it was 300k to 500k or something like that um so that was one you know of what? the things you know what it's it's interesting you say that because I really shouldn't say this after I picked him in my team Nick Pope but I did exactly the same thing as you <laughs> so I played I played my wild card in the last game week I think so game week 19 just before game week 20 like you um Nick Pope was he had a few quiet games uh, before game week 19 and then he had some tricky fixtures yeah Matt Ryan was doing well and had good fixtures so I made the switch on the wild card I went from Nick Pope to Matt Ryan so, so for game week 20 and then it was disaster yeah but then I played my second yeah. wild card quite soon after I played my second wild card like game week 25 or 26 so I, I just fixed the mistake I got rid of Ryan and I just went back to Nick Pope and, and it worked really well so that was that was another lesson just if you have a policy of setting and forgetting a goalkeeper do it don't change your yeah. mind when it comes to the wild card. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so Bucker, your subs. Yeah, so my uh, sub keeper is uh, Schwarzer uh, from Fulham. Uh, Uwe to a nine, one seventy-five points. Again, an incredible amount of points for a goalkeeper. Uh, Fulham were actually seventeenth and um, 07 weight. So Schwarzer must have been cheap back then. So I'm sure he fulfills the criteria of our keeper being below five million. Um, I was actually um, torn between him and Fabianski because Fabianski is a safe guard and I, I love Fabianski. Then FPL legend, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Fabianski's high season has been 157, so the points gap was such that I uh, went with Schwarzer. Then uh, for my defenders, there were three I was considering um, for my team, um, the chief defenders. There was Aaron Van Bissaka from Crystal Palace, 18-19 last year. He accumulated 120 points, started off at a price of 4 million. And then there were the two that Mark mentioned, uh, John Lunds from this year and Matt Doherty last year. Uh, Matt Doherty started off um, at a price of 4.5 million, accumulated 144 points, four goals, seven assists. And I, uh, as I said earlier regarding Trent, I love um, pullbacks or players who score attacking points. So uh, I, I'm going to pick Doherty and Lundstrom as well. The reason I pick Lundstrom over um, over Van Bissaka is because even though Van Bissaka was incredibly consistent that year, but but tell me a four million defender ever in history to score a 21 pointer at home <laughs> against Burnley. So that was the reason I. If Mark I has a Burnley keeper in there, he's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I, I'm aware of the fact that he's lost his starting position, but he has 129 points already. and. Given the fact that he's only four million, I'm, I'll happily take it, even if he does nothing else for the rest of the campaign. For for my midfielders, this was very tough. Um, there were three candidates I was uh, considering. There was um, Dele Ali um, in that 15-16 season where he uh, broke out. He was only five million but scored 166 points. Uh, wasn't part of the dream team, but but I was still considering him. There was Charlie Adam for Blackpool, um, 192 points. Um, in, in uh, 2010 11. Uh, but, but I've gone with Michu um, from 12 13 with his 190 points because he started off really well. I think he scored a hat trick in the first game against QPR and uh, he kept on scoring really well for um, the opening few game weeks. And I, uh, and I love it when uh, a preseason pick comes, comes off uh, due to the research like you guys were talking about. Preseason for me is like the favorite time of the season. So, um, yeah, I've, I've gone with Michu as my um, chief uh, midfielder over Adam and Dele Alli. 
Right. So I've obviously like uh, and, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Besides besides that uh, like Charlie Adam loves those yellow cards and red cards so that's something which put me up as well. I I was actually just checking he's got like four red cards, 48 um yellow cards with the course list there which is quite a lot. So Yeah, that's um, that's I thought I go that's true i went for charlie adam though from 2010 11 um because i i don't remember how many yellow or red cards he got but he sure got 192 points uh which was enough for my beloved club to splash the cash on him stupidly enough <laughs> but uh, there you have it i i still put him in the, he's he's part of the this uh, the bench um my two defenders on the bench are lord lundstrom uh popular pick um everywhere in this season uh, and in, in this challenge as well i'm sure a lot of people who start making these teams will have him in there and then the second one is robert hooth so i've because of robert hooth i didn't go for jamie wardy um but i think robert hooth or west morgan from 15 16 were great picks because they started off at 4.5 million um and he got 140 points and most of them were from uh, you know defensive um capability so a lot of clean sheets i think they got 15 that season um and like you said bakar i also love a full back and attacking full back but it's nice to have some sort of balance in between your back line so in terms of someone mm-hmm. if they're not getting an attacking return you can count on some players like hoot to you know rotate them in and get a clean sheet um and yeah that's that's about it my goalkeeper is fabianski um 17 18 swansea started off at 4.7 million um 157 points yeah it's actually fascinating that we picked uh, lundstrom all three of us despite him not actually being in any green team so far and and matt doherty as well uh, me and mark pickham despite him not being in in the green team uh so far so it's actually for me the, big, the biggest the biggest surprise for me i think was there was no suarez Yeah that's yeah. that's true. And also well, there was no Lampard either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No Rooney either. Rooney's been too, uh, he's been the highest um, uh scorer as he has the highest accumulated points. I was reading the stat uh, like a couple of days ago. Uh he he has like the, the highest accumulated points ever since FPL records were kept since 2006 over the course of his career and yet no one has him. And we didn't, we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't even talk up talk about him when we Let's were Let's spin this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, we can only have fifteen. Uh, like Lampard has had like more successful doing team appearances. I mean, if we, if we if we if we were making it making a team based on you know longevity and their entire FPL careers, I'm pretty sure we would have players like Lampard, Rooney, and yeah, you know, Terry maybe some players like that who have played for a long time, yeah. accumulated a lot of points. Jack would be in there, man. Yeah, that's true, like, but not under our rules. Not under our rules. That's yeah. True. Yeah so uh, any thoughts before we wrap this up No I just I want to say thank you thank you guys for for inviting me to do this what No a, thank you fun. so really, much really Mark really uh thanks no, for taking out the good, time It took me uh it took me way longer than it should have today to put this together like I said I had a beautiful team ready to go <laughs> Lampard Drogba all these amazing players and then you you sent me the rules and I had to start again You know you know fun, in- so. interesting enough uh you were probably you might have got another shocker shock message because uh, in between when we sent when i dis- when we decided the rules uh, a while after that i was like let's just make this more spicy my my inner jamie carragher uh, you know uh, kept uh, piping up so i was like well, bucker why don't we have like one player from one season 
and you know that that would be really interesting then you would have to like sacrifice a lot of players from one another um but thankfully for all of us and our mental health we didn't go down that road um exactly. or we couldn't have recorded it so soon we'd probably still be busy with our teams uh thank you so much mark uh it's fine finally great uh you know relate have a voice uh, have a face in front of the voice with the 59th uh minute podcast it's a great great show that you're doing um i hope you know you continue that yeah. once the fpl season restarts yeah, uh, and bucker i'm looking forward looking yeah. forward to uh, Th- thanks again guys for for having me yeah no no worries man uh, thanks thanks mark for being on board and thank you uh ismi for inviting me it's been yeah, a pleasure uh thank you everyone who's listened uh you can't do better than these guys in the fpl community to experts uh who are very vibrant uh and you know uh, active within the fpl community um uh, and i'm sure we can do something like this in the future regarding fpl when it comes back um anyways uh do like the page and subscribe to the youtube channel and do follow and subscribe to barks 59th minute podcast which is a great week by week uh, breakdown of you know especially the, the fun bit is uh, hearing about players that got substituted in the 59th minute um and didn't get their points um so anyway uh stay safe uh and enjoy uh the bundesliga that's going to come on soon uh pick a club pick a club pick a team in the fantasy premier league uh, german version as well if you're into that because i heard that's going to start as well anyway it was great chatting to both of you uh it was great doing this episode i hope people can have create their own teams until next time take care